Hello and welcome to Connecting You to You Radio, where we tune in to receive the messages of health and well-being that are being broadcast from the soul. I'm your host, Lisa Warner, author of The Simplicity of Self-Healing. I show you how to heal your body naturally by combining your body's innate intelligence with the wisdom of your own soul so that you can break through the mental programming of limiting beliefs that cause disease and make healing your body and changing your life simple. Welcome, welcome to another Solution Sunday because the soul is the solution. I am Lisa Warner and I am here today with my friend Chani Greiner. (laughs) (laughs) And Chani is a masterful herbalist. Chani and I met in person at some of her herbal classes when she was teaching us how to create salves and er and tinctures and fire cider and having um, ceremonial cacao ceremonies. And uh, so then she moved away and I haven't had a chance to catch up (laughs) with her for a while. So here we are today catching up and we are talking about nature's apothecary. Nature provides so much medicine on so many different levels. And today we are going to be talking with Chani about nature's apothecary. Chani, welcome. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. It's so good to see you again. It is great. So you have you had your own herbal store. You have an online store. You had an in-person store, which is how I met you here in, in Lake Placid, New York. And um you know, I miss having your your store. I miss being able to just run up and grab things Same. off the shelf. <laughs> <laughs> but I know you have online, so we can always order. But you know, when you were teaching your classes, I was astonished at the depth of your knowledge. So, talking about herbs, what got you into being really um, interested in herbs and nature? Yeah. So, I mean, when I was a small child, I was very ill. So um, most like many people that have found natural healing and herbal remedies, I was really looking for solutions for myself for a very long time. Um, And doctors didn't have answers for me. You know, test results were coming back. Like everything was normal, quote unquote, whatever that means. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And um, So I actually found Susan Weed when I was a teenager. Um, So when I was 17 years old, I doubled up on my last two years of high school and I moved to Woodstock, New York and went and lived with Susan Weed in Woodstock, New York for um, six weeks for her shamanic herbal apprenticeship. Um, So that was kind of like a deep dive into herbalism at a pretty young age. Um, And now, you know, this is 20 years later. So Um, she really opened my eyes though, to like women's groups and the spiritual aspect of healing and, you know, really getting into, 
uh, the rhythms of nature, eating with the patterns of the seasons. Um, she was just, you know, a blessing in my life to really open my eyes to all these other paths and, and traditional knowledge that's been around for thousands of years. Um, and right now I'm actually in graduate school for acupuncture and Chinese herbal medicine, which is like a whole nother level of herbalism and very challenging. <laughs> I have a pretty strong base in Ayurveda and wise women herbalism and now really getting into the Chinese herbs. So, you know, it's really amazing to me that it, it's always, there's always something new. There's always something to keep my mind active and keep me learning and keep me on my toes. The human body is so intricate and amazing that, you know, there's not one answer for every person. There's an individual answer for every one of us. So it really has kept me on my healing path and uh, along that path have been able to help others and share that knowledge that, that I've learned over the years. Wow. I love that. Do you find that there's a lot of similarity between the different, you know, between a wise woman and a Chinese herbal approach? Uh, no, they're completely different. <laughs> wise woman herbs are all about simples, one herb at a time. Um, very, um, um, very uh, harmless remedies at first, you know, we start with doing nothing and then you move to, you know, um, exercises of the mind and, and Reiki and, you know, then you move into, you know, um, foods and then you move into herbs and then like way down the line is acupuncture and surgery and things like that. So they are very, very, very different. Um, however, I feel like they both have a very um, like underlying base of like treat the whole person, which is what I'm always trying to go for. So although they are very different theories, um, you know, ultimately we're not looking at like individual problems that people are having. We're really looking for underlying causes. We're looking to really help these people for a long term rather than coming up with, you know, immediate remedies to fix a problem you're coming up with long-term solutions to help the person become more whole and healthy. So in that way, they're very similar, but the actual application of it, um, they're, they're very, very, very different. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. So, you know, nature's been around for a pretty long time. Yeah. And, but now the, all the natural remedies they're called alternative. How do you, Which where, crazy, right? Why do you think that is? Where'd that come from? Oh, uh, well, the American Medical Association, you know, when they came about in the 30s, they pretty much outlawed all herbalists and came up with all the laws for licensing and um, they really, they actually almost destroyed Chinese acupuncture, which I just learned. Um, I didn't realize this, but in China, they had actually gone to Western medicine and they were looking at completely eradicating Chinese herbal medicine until the people spoke up and had like this big uprising and brought Chinese medicine like back. But we almost lost Chinese herbal medicine because of the influence of Western medicine. So I think a lot of it's political, you know, a lot of it's just um, 
the the society that we live in has gone more towards that you know mainstream emergency western medicine which has its place you know i don't dis modern medicine when it comes to like you know saving our lives and extending our lives and and like recovery from like trauma car accidents things like that like go to the hot you go to the hospital you know you don't go to your herbal cabinet for those things but they have not perfected their technique in health by any means you know they are very focused on saving your life getting your parts and pieces back together and then send you home so that's kind of where we come in you know it's like we can we can coexist when you know, we utilize our alternative medicines to help heal ourselves after major traumas, life injuries, um, emotional trauma. Our society is like just not very well equipped to deal with mental health still. And, you know, emotionally and, um, and physically because of the emotional trauma, a lot of that emotional trauma becomes physical, which doctors have a very hard time identifying that's kind of where our herbalists and our acupuncturists and all of our alternative healers can come into play nowadays um, but yeah it's it's amazing to me that we're considered this like this alternative practice when we are the healers that have had this knowledge for thousands of years uh, this knowledge goes back centuries goes back further than we can actually track we don't actually know the root because it's so far back. And a lot of it started with oral tradition. A lot of it wasn't written down at the beginning. And then over time, people started to keep account of it and write books. And, and then we were able to track its progress from there. But uh, modern medicine really came from herbs too. You know, if you look at our pharmaceuticals, a lot of them, their origins come from natural substances in our world. Um, so yeah, it's, it's a great point. You know, we aren't really the alternative healers. We're the primary healers. They're the alternative ones. <laughs> exactly. You know, mm -hmm. and, and, you know, it seems like it might be just kind of a, a language thing, but it's really incredibly important for people to start to like recognize that this whole thing is backwards. Right that we are literally being taught backwards. Yeah, and we're taught to give our power away, which is the most frustrating part to me because like we know ourselves the best, right? We're with ourselves every day. We know what we're going through. We know our signs and symptoms. We know our past, you know? It's like when you walk into a doctor's office, you have 10 minutes with that person maybe uh, to explain what's going on. Um, they're getting a very, very small snippet of the picture of your life. And you're expecting them to tell you the answers about yourself. And it's really the opposite. You know, it's really, we should be going in with, you know, I have this going on, blah, blah, blah. But like, ultimately, we have the answers within ourselves. And Yes, we have these people of authority in our world to confirm or, you know, run tests and, and really figure out what the true essence is of what, what's going on with you. But ultimately, do they really know that? I mean, that's their goal, right? They run all these tests and they ask you all these questions. But at the end of the day, 
um, most of us go home pretty dissatisfied and, and unhappy with the answers that we were given, if we were even given any, other than come back in six weeks and, you know, we'll have another um, payment here for you. We'll, we'll put your, your, we'll put your payments through your insurance again so that we get paid. You know? <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, it's really, we're in a world right now too, where things are shifting. And, and I think people are recognizing that like, we have a lot of these answers ourselves, that we can find a lot of this knowledge, that we don't have to always be looking outside for answers. And that's what we're here to promote. We're really here to say, you know, yes, I can help you, but I can help you help yourself. I'm not going to help you like period. You're going to, I'm going to give you some information, give you some knowledge, give you some direction. And then it's up to you to take those steps and make those changes. Uh, A huge part of herbalism is incorporating it into your everyday life. Um, they call it compliance in the um, pharmaceutical industry or even the um, supplement industry. They even call it compliance, which is really interesting to me. Um, it's a very salesy word to me. <laughs> Whereas with herbal medicine, you know, you're looking at, you know, making your own food more often, eating healthier, uh, incorporating herbs and, and mushrooms into soups and stews and broths and, and really like getting that vital nutrients from the earth instead of, you know, eating fast food and then depending on a supplement or an herb like those, it's still, it doesn't quite work. You know, you really have to own your health and, and when you're going through a lot of hard times, that can be very difficult um, to, you know, make your own food and be accountable and take your herbs every day. But I find when you're incorporating them into like your meals and really just making it a part of your everyday existence, these are things we're already doing. You know, if you have a little blend of, of an herb seasoning mix um, with nettles and, and some other, you know, super nutritive herbs in it, you're getting so much out of that. Um, you don't get a ton out of um, vitamins that are in pill form. You know, it's like nowadays we have a lot more science where you can get them fermented and things like that. So your body can absorb them better. But of course, food is ultimately our medicine. So that's what I love about herbalism. It's like, and Chinese medicine, that's one of its um, really stellar points to me is like a lot of this is, making your broths and, and getting those mushrooms and herbs into, into your diet every single day so that you're focused on longevity, whole body health, and resilience against uh, whatever might be out there that your body has to fight against. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, we look at all the things that nature provides naturally, you know, the, yeah. the, the vast varieties of foods and fruits and herbs and you know all of these different substances for our use you know nature is here for us Mm -hmm. and then we look at you know in the last hundred years it's like here's a pill these are the pill and Mm -hmm. we have literally disconnected our Mm -hmm. consciousness from nature, we've allowed our consciousness to be kind of misdirected. And 
mm-hmm. we go into the store, you know, I, what I'm find you know completely um, disconcerting and mind boggling these days is when you go into the store there, if you're looking for real food, mm-hmm. it is virtually impossible to mm-hmm. find the, 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 organic food, you know, fruits and vegetables, that organic section is getting smaller mm-hmm. and smaller. So mm-hmm. if it's not organic, what is it? Right. Like mm-hmm. people it's like, oh, well, here's all these different foods. What are you actually getting? What are you eating? Yeah. And is it even from the United States? <laughs> you know, like, right? uh, you know, the hundred mile diet's a real thing. Like we really should be trying to eat as local as possible to stay as healthy as possible. And yeah, it's like, uh, like the, the fruits and vegetables, you know, that's one thing they're pretty much coming from the United States, but the chickens and things like that, that get exported over to China to clean them and then ship back. It's like, ah, <laughs> oh my gosh, what? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah we really, uh, as consu- and as consumers, it's really up to us to make really conscious spending choices because our money talks, you know, and I know it's more expensive to buy locally and to buy organic and to really check our labels. Um, I don't know if you know about the label thing too, but there's, I'll have to look it up again, but you know, I think we all kind of know that like organic vegetables start with nine and the other ones are just four digits but I think it's eight I I believe it's when they start with an eight which is like just happening now that it's like showing that it's a a GMO crop um don't quote me on that you'll have to verify that number yourself with the uh the blue codes but I mean they are kind of telling us they're just like hiding the information exactly Um, so yeah it's it's kind of crazy. And really we have to like stay away from that middle section of the grocery store. Right. It's like, we try to shop on the outside, get our fruits and vegetables and our our fresh um, dairy products and things like that. But yeah, it's, it's, and I'm like, I've been gluten-free now for almost a decade. Actually, I think it's over a decade now. And I have found that while it is easier to find like gluten-free items in the store, they're becoming tainted and, and hurting me just as much as wheat filled products. So I am very conscious of having to eat whole real foods and to make it myself. I feel like that energetic quality of making your own food too is kind of like fluffed over a lot in our society, but you know, it's so important. And if you don't make it yourself, we should at least be like, you know, uh, imprinting the energetic qualities that we want in our food before we ingest it, because who knows what all these people are doing and thinking and, and feeling when they're preparing your food. So yeah, we live in a society where we, again, we've kind of handed over the plate and said, here, just make it for me. And it's like, we still have to have that, that accountability ourselves to accept what we want to accept. Uh, I'm a big believer in shifting energies and, um, you know, being a Reiki master and, and healer on that aspect too. It's very important to take in what we want and, and to transform and, and transmutate those energies into something else. Yeah. The, it, you're, you could eat a McDonald's hamburger once a year, you know, but like you better bless it or, you know, do whatever you're going to do to, to imprint that energy into it. 
I still wouldn't recommend it myself, but <laughs> you know, I mean, um, and it's also, you know, to become aware yeah. of where that food is actually coming, like what's in those ingredients right. what ingredients are actually there and where yeah. are they coming from mm-hmm. you know and once we start to dig a little bit deeper and we start to find the answer to some of those questions it's like do I actually want to keep supporting this right exactly. because if I keep eating these things I'm actually contributing to the mm-hmm. problem right yeah it's so true yeah and ultimately I do think the answer is local all the time you know it's like it's, sure. it's really the only way to actually know where your food is coming from and to actually support real people to, to be putting your money back into your community. You know, it goes a lot further than just our health. It, it extends to the health of all of our community members when we're eating locally. So precisely, I mean, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, then we create our own local economy as exactly. well. Exactly. Because when we're gifting our money to those, we're, we're giving our get ourselves the gift mm-hmm. of real food for one right. thing. Like that's mm-hmm. a gift that we're giving to ourselves. We don't think about it as like, I have to pay for this food. Actually, right. you're giving the gift to yourself. You're giving a gift of, of money to the person that takes the time and the love and the energy to actually, mm-hmm. and the interest to actually grow good natural healthy foods that are organic and really provide so it's it becomes this gifting economy where we're giving to another while we're giving the gift to ourselves Mm -hmm. and when we keep that money local we start to grow the economy because the more those farmers gather income the more they can expand the more they can do things that really help and supplement their businesses and you know, they can provide a better space for their their animals or their plants you know they can get the things that they need yeah absolutely mm-hmm. that's the world I want to live in exactly <laughs> right it's like when we start to look at where's the uh, where is the food coming from is it actually even food when you look at the the labels and you can't pronounce any of the ingredients? Mm-hmm. There's a red flag there, people. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Like, do we want to continue to support these operations that are working directly against our health? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then it makes it so that, you know, then you have to kind of take a step back and and do like, um, I hate to use the word cleanse, but it's really rehabilitate your body, <laughs> rejuvenate yourself after, um, you've put it through some harsh times, you know? Um, but you know, part of like harm reduction is that maybe we shouldn't put ourselves through those harsh times that we have to then recover from, you know, but, um, it's all about balance too, I feel. So I feel like, you know, we try to make the best choices that we can for conscious of where the food's coming from and, you know, who it's profiting, et cetera. You know, we're, we're stepping in the right direction. And I've actually found that, you know, when you find the local farmers and uh, go to the farmer's markets and find people that are, you know, selling their eggs, on, you see 
egg signs on the side. Eggs are like six, $7 at the store right now. I can go down to my neighbor's house and get eggs for three or $4 right now. It's like, it's actually becoming less expensive to support local where, where I'm at at this moment in time because of the crazy way that the egg manufacturers are, are I don't know what's going on with the egg industry right now, but um, I've actually seen a bunch of memes about it. Like um, they're very expensive though. So I don't know if they were, conti- you know, and that's the thing. It's like, what happened? They don't tell us what happened, right? Was there a contamination? Um, like, why are there so few eggs right now? They did the same thing with chicken a couple of um, months ago or maybe a year ago. And there was like a huge contamination salmonella outbreak that like, they just kind of like took all the chicken off the market. And it was like, okay, so now we don't have chicken right now. We don't have eggs. They're not really explaining why it doesn't really make sense. So at least, yeah, I feel like the local market is more consistent too. It's healthier. It's more consistent. You're supporting real people. Um, yeah, it's really something that we should all be working towards. And a lot of those people that are farmers, you know, they're also growing herbs and they're growing medicines. Um, I have a lot of connections with people in upstate New York still that are growing medicinal herbs on their farms. And because I can't grow things for myself right now, I'm supporting them to grow a lot of the medicinal herbs for me. So I feel like it also transcends just the food industry. It really crosses over into our clean medicine too. Um, Because, you know, you can get herbs at CVS or you can get herbs from your local farmer and they're very different. (laughs) Yes, they are. So, So what do you do with herbs? What are your favorite things to do? How do you... How do you use them in your business? So I personally really enjoy making salves and tinctures. Um, for my business, um, most people I have found are really looking for like pain relief and things that are really helping them to um, like repair long-term muscle repair injuries and um, help them manage arthritis and like helping them to thrive on a daily basis. So like my care bomb, the, um, I have a product that's called care bomb and there's a 500 milligram and a 250 milligram version of them with CBD included. Um, that's my number one seller, the 500 milligram. I can't keep it in stock. I literally just had to make more this past week. And I personally think it's because it's not just CBD. It has all the herbs in there too. Um, specifically comfrey, I think is like the shining star of the formula because it's for long-term repair and recovery of, um, muscles, joints, tendons, and as deep as bone, um, native Americans used to use, uh, comfrey poultices for like broken ribs and on areas of the body that they couldn't reach. So like in our modern day, when we infuse that plant into an oil, we extract all those same properties and then put that on our body every single day, we're getting that same effect of the long-term repair. Um, CBD also has long-term effects, but it all, but the beauty of it and why it became so popular in our society is it does have that instant action too. Um, so you're kind of getting the best of all the herbal medicine, you're getting that instant relief, but then you're also getting that long-term recovery and repair. Um, 
for me personally, um, for the herbs, again, I really think it's important to be taking, to do something every day. So like, um, today I have a chai and I put chaga in my chai. It's something very simple. Um, you know, I think that just having like chaga steeping on your stove every day is kind of like one of those little staples in life where, you know, you can turn it into hot chocolate. You can turn it into uh, golden milk. You can, I mean, I actually working at Forever Wild Apothecary in Lake Placid was kind of life-changing for me in the way that we developed all of our beverages because that's literally what we, what we did. We would take the base as like something that was very healthy and medicinal, like the chaga, like the chai or the chaga chai, or really just, we could just start with plain chaga so that you have kind of an unflavored, just chaga uh, decoction on your stove. And then you can take that and incorporate whatever you want into it. You can, you know, like I said, make it a hot chocolate, make it something tasty. Um, you know, the golden milks are incredible too for pain because then you're getting the turmeric in there. Uh, if you add a little bit of that black pepper, you're really getting all the benefits of the tumor of the turmeric and, you know, making it something that's like fun and tasty, I think is the key to herbal medicine, um, bone broths that are infused with herbs, um, nettle infusion, you know, Nettle infusion is actually Susan Weed's like number one. Like if you do anything or if you don't do anything, do one thing, drink your nettle infusion every day. That's like her thing. <laughs> so I kind of feel like we should all kind of pick one of those things. You know, it's like um, I really gravitate towards the chaga because A, it's native to where I'm from. Um, I can go find it in the woods whenever I want. I actually have people gift it to me like all the time. It's kind of crazy, but <laughs> I have more chaga than I know what to do with. <laughs> um, but it's a free resource from the woods of where I'm from. That's an anti-cancer and longevity promoting tonic. Like, I don't like how many things in life are that easy to incorporate that are going to, you know, hopefully prevent you from getting cancer one day. Um, not very many things, you know, it's like, so when we utilize these resources that we have, um, we're really just focusing our attention on our health, but also making it easy. It should be easy. Um, a lot of times people will say, well, I forgot to take my tincture. I took it one day and then I forgot for two or three. But when you have your beverage, like how often do you forget to have your morning coffee? You know, it's like <laughs> um, not many people forget if you're a coffee drinker. For me, I'm a tea drinker. Um, but again, I still I, I have my tea every morning. So it's already in my regimen. It's already part of my repertoire. It's, it's very simple to just add a few extra steps in there so that it becomes um, healthy and special and magical and all those happy things. <laughs> Yeah, you know, there's so much magic in nature. So much. The and mycelium world is, is, it just blows my mind, you know, it's, it's pretty amazing. Yeah, the everything, you know, talking about the mycelium world, you know, everything is connected. 
It's so true. And everything is connected through that. You know, there's there's conversations happening in literally non-physical or non-verbal conversations are happening in the woods between all plants, all chemical conversations. Right. And And that's the same thing that we're doing with each other. I I really hope people see that one day soon when it comes to looking at all this mushroom research that's out there. It's like chemical communication is a very real thing. And you and I are doing it right now via distance. When you're standing next to someone, though, that chemical communication is so strong and and powerful and can be influenced and changed and, and manipulated and in a, in a positive, good way. Um, and in a negative way. Or in a negative oh. way, which we tend to do more often as a society, but. Right. Yeah. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, becoming aware of both directions, you know, exactly. They're like, Oh, I just want to focus just on the positive. Mm-hmm. Well, if you're not looking at the negative and you're not aware, like mm-hmm. That can seep you right in, and all of a sudden you're going in the positive direction, and suddenly it's like, whoa, wait a minute, what just happened? It's not so positive over here anymore. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I love alchemy and shamanism too. It's like you're always looking at both sides of everything. And transcendental, um, sorry, um, TCM too, um, uh traditional Chinese medicine. Uh, I almost said transcendental medicine. That's, that's a whole nother topic <laughs> um but yeah I mean they're all looking at it from that viewpoint and yeah it's we're all everything's connected you can't have dark without light you can't have positive without negative everything coexists and like with yin and yang it's like there it's called the interdependence of yin and yang it's not they can't coexist without one another you can't have all dark or all light you have to have a little bit of everything and and it's on a spectrum you know it's that it's always finding that balance yes michelle says place your intentions into any herbs plants mushrooms and they will do their magic that's so true so true absolutely one of the coolest things I learned along my path was actually energetic imprints of herbs, flowers, and gemstones into your auric field. Um, and it took me like a long time to wrap my head around that. That one was very, you know, um, existential. And, but it's, it has come up several times in different Reiki sessions with people and different healing sessions. And boy, I'll tell you, it's real when that energy comes through. And so like, for instance, I had someone with severe anxiety, but they were on uh, medications and they couldn't take passion flower because they were contraindicated. So instead of giving them passion flower tincture, I just energetically imprinted passion flower into their auric field. And I was like, I don't know, I, let's try it. See if it works. That was like my first time doing it. The results that this woman got were like, like I, like she had been taking fashion flower physically for months after just a few weeks. And that really was a powerful shift in my way of thinking too, because yes, I'm an energy healer. I'm an herbalist. Like I believe in all of this, but then to actually have people come back with reports of how powerful it really is. And then to start doing it on myself and feel the effects on myself. Um, you know, our minds just need to stay open. We are energetic beings that are connected to everything. 
And whether it's a physical substance or something that we um, are energetically putting out there into the world or into our bodies, um, you know, everything holds power and we choose what power it holds. We choose whether we're gonna let that positive influence come in or that negative because everything has both. Which, which side of the coin are you gonna focus on? But we have to acknowledge that there's two sides of the coin. Exactly. Really, we're just the coin. <laughs> yeah. And we can place our attention on either side. Exactly. And mm-hmm. when we're when we're experiencing things that we don't enjoy experiencing, it's like to be able to recognize, wait a second, I've allowed some of the, the dark side of the coin to come into my light. It's like, mm-hmm. let me clear that out. Let me alchemize that because mm-hmm. I don't need it. Like, I don't need to carry that around. Like I right. can't be the light, like, and I don't have to be influenced or manipulated by the dark, Absolutely. but means I have to have my light shining fully bright. Like I have to have my awareness fully open in order to do that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Wow. So, um, going into, into that subtle, energy medicine um you know that's why i think all of the the flower essences work just the way you're talking about you know everything when we're saying we're energetic beings everything is energy mm-hmm. and it's either energy that's in physical form like our bodies or it's energy that's in potential form potential. in non-physical yeah. mm-hmm. form yeah and it's we're not we're so trained to look only at the physical stuff and we have been taught to ignore all of the non-physical subtle energies, Mm -hmm. but it's the non-physical subtle energies that are driving us. They're, they're the current that is taking us in different directions. And if we're not aware that we're being swept up in a current that's going in a really bad direction, it's like we just keep going along going wow I don't know why this isn't working like yeah. when we start to pay attention to the subtle energies we can we can clear our energy field we can clear out all of that stuff and raise our energy field up and experience something completely different than mm-hmm. when we're not aware of our energy so true yeah 100% I actually just saw something the other day about um, breaking your day up into a couple different segments, like it said quarters in the article that I was reading, but it made me think you could split it up anyway. But they were saying that, like, if you have like a negative experience or something goes wrong in your day, most people are like, they kind of stay in that energy for the rest of the day. Yep. But we can consciously come back to our bodies and ground ourselves and kind of have checkpoints where we can say, you know, how's my day going? It's, you know, mid morning. What do I need to be focused on and kind of shifting our energy and our mindset and doing that several times a day to keep yourself on the path that you want to be on. Um, Because I feel like naturally we do get influenced by our environment, people around us, life happens, right? But if we have those little checkpoints throughout our day to kind of keep us back on target, your day doesn't have to continue that way. You know, at any point you can kind of take a second regroup and choose to focus on, on the positive instead of 
staying in the energy that you were in previously, which I think is very helpful for me because I, I still to this day struggle with anxiety. Part of it is just my genetic makeup. I'm predisposition to have a lot of anxiety. Um, so I have like a million different tips and tricks for, for managing it. And a lot of it is just my mind gets, gets um, taken away by people and things and experiences. And I do very consciously have to bring myself back and say, you know, no, these outside influences are not going to impact my internal environment. And I acknowledge that they have, and it stops here. And from here, we're going to move forward with a smiling face. We're going to project that energy. We're going to be the change, right? Um, always turn the other cheek, you know, and it's hard, but it is something that um, brings me a lot more health and wellness in my life when I'm able to, you know, stop myself within that, that rambling mindset that I can get into and focus on, I'm right here. I'm right now. Everything's fine. I'm okay. Let's go on with our day the way we want to go on. Yeah. Yeah. I used to experience massive anxiety as well. And it was, it was debilitating. Mm -hmm. And, um, and finally, once, once I finally understood that anxiety is actually an energy unto itself, Mm-hmm. And that it's just an energy and that all the thoughts that go with that energy, it's the thoughts that are attached to the energy. And if I clear out the energy, the thoughts go away. And so I started to, every time I started to feel that energy, I would just breathe it out and I would consciously choose to change that energy. Mm-hmm. And once I did that enough, it's like, I cleared it out of my entire energy field and then I never experienced it again because the energy was no longer there. Mm -hmm. So yeah, yeah, that was, that was really a a changing point for me. It shifted the way I I looked at everything because I suddenly understood what it meant when it said everything is energy. Mm -hmm. And And all your alarm bells are going off in your body, you know, and that actually creates a cycle that is a pattern within your brain too. Um, And it becomes reinforced over time. And I think one of the big changing points with my anxiety too, is I learned that anxiety and excitement are very, very similar emotions, but they have completely different physiological responses. So Every time I get like anxious, I try to turn it into excitement. You know, it's like, no, I'm just excited. And then I get, you know, I get all the the serotonin and dopamine and all these happy chemicals instead of, you know, getting depressed. And (laughs) um, right. Exactly. It's like, I, I love that because it's so, so true. It's like anxiety and excitement are two sides of the same coin. Mm -hmm. So it's the, the coin is a frequency that mm-hmm. our bodies pick up that frequency when we're talking about like the mycelium layer yeah, and yeah. that everything is communicating the mycelium layer in our physical body is like called fascia and, and yeah. neuro, mm-hmm. you know, and neurological, you know, nerves that, that they pick up the subtle energies around us. Mm-hmm. So then our body is sending us the signal you're in this energy And we're like, oh my God, I'm anxious. Well, the body is simply showing us that this frequency is here. Right. 
And if we if we gather that frequency up that as the energy of anxiety and transmute it in the moment, we're like, oof, we can move ourselves out of that that little pocket of anxiety that we're in, sort of like currents in the ocean. It's like, oh, I'm in this current of anxiety. Well, I can actually move up into a different layer and then I'm not in that anymore. Mm-hmm. That's so amazing. And I'm, I'm really glad you brought up fascia too, because um, the other day in our, um, one of our classes for Chinese medicine, they were saying that um, Chinese medicine practitioners and surgeons have the most intricate knowledge of the fascia in our bodies. And every other profession in our modern medicine pretty much ignores fascia, but surgeons can't. (laughs) So they have like a very intricate knowledge of all of this fascia running throughout our body. And it's it's literally like the mycelium of of us. And it does communicate and talk. and, And they're finding too that like neurologically, when we do things, we get physical impulses slightly before we have a mental impulse to do something, which is like so backwards from what we have understood the last century of science to be. You know, we all think you have a thought and then your, your body does the action, right? But in reality, our body does the reaction like a couple milliseconds before our brain tells it to so it's like we're actually living slightly ahead of our current reality which to me opened up this whole like aha moment of like I'm actually projecting into the future a little bit you know it's like I'm I am truly chemically like physically and chemically not to mention um, uh, emotionally and spiritually but but very realistically physically I'm projecting myself just a little tiny bit into the future, which like opens up this whole doorway of, like you were saying, all of these electrons of possibility out there. You haven't really focused on one yet. It's your choice. Which one are you going to focus on? Exactly. Like we are creating our own. You're creating every moment of every second. We're projecting our experiences out onto the view screen of our reality. Mm -hmm. Like what I, I have realized that manifestation is instant like Mm -hmm. it's not that it's possible it is actually what's happening Mm -hmm. and how we choose to look at something becomes our reality Mm -hmm. so wow we have um we have uh michelle saying insects and plants have language too nature is freaking awesome nature is always communicating with each other at all times in sync perfect and awe and we have Kathy on. Kathy says, I bet Chani never told you she was our first wellness coordinator here at the lodge. Oh, <laughs> uh, we had some good times at the Homeyer Lodge. <laughs> <laughs> Lake Clear Lodge, Lake Clear, New York. If anybody's looking yeah. for a beautiful vacation spot to come and completely relax in nature and bring yourself back into nature in Mm -hmm. harmony with some amazing food check out the lake clear lodge (laughs) shameless plug for you kathy (laughs) and we have keith on with us this morning and keith keith is making an incredible movie that's going to be coming out in the spring early summer 
called the inside effects. Oh, about the side effects, but the inside effects. We'll definitely how have the to body heals itself. So talking about, you know, how how we perceive our reality or how we can alchemize things. Last night I saw a little a little snip of the movie and I'm kind of primarily I'm featured a lot in the movie, let's just say. Yeah. And, um, so but so when I saw the little clip from the movie last night, I realized like how major this movie actually is, is going to be. And I had a little freak out moment and I totally flipped out and thought, I can't just go from anonymity to having like millions of people know who I am or see like, this is going to be like, oh my God, what's going to happen? I like just had a little freak out <laughs> and, and I went like, you know, I can't do this. And like, what, what, like, started going way down a rabbit hole. And, but mm. in the moment being able to go, wait a second, that I don't need to create that. I don't need to project that into my future. Right. That doesn't need to be the timeline that unfolds, like, mm-hmm. Snap myself out, clear it all out, and then you know, tell the truth about it. I'm a capable, confident, joyful woman, speaking my truth and leading by example. Yeah. Like that's the actual truth. That feels better. Phew. All right, I cleared all that stuff out. So yeah. Thing is energy. It's so true. And hopefully you're gonna have a really powerful impact on a lot of people through that movie. Um it's gonna be amazing. Yeah. I don't know if I have ever told you this story about when I went to the Maharshi University of Management. That was in like, I think it was 2004, 2005. I went there for Ayurvedic medicine. And Dr. John Hagland, who's a really world famous um, physics professor, was my professor at the time. And during that time was when they released the movie, What the Bleep Do We Know? Have you ever seen that? Oh, yeah. You must have, right? Yeah, it's a cult classic for our kind. Yeah. <laughs> um, but we got to go see the premiere of that movie with him, like as a class trip. And so that was that I still watch that movie all the time. Like literally it's on my computer and like I, I will turn it on and, you know, walk around and I'll be cleaning the house or whatever. And it's playing in the background because I feel like it's such an impactful movie to me to just keep remembering that everything is a potential reality I am I am the creator of my reality period there's no question about it and you know even though it's been knowledge in my mind for a very long time it took me years to take the right steps to start making it so that I was positively influencing my reality more and but yeah, I feel like you're, this movie could be like the next, what the bleep do we know? So, you know, right. Keith is just saying Lynn McTaggart yeah. from what the bleep is in, in his movie. So. Oh, really? That's exciting. Yeah. 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 Very neat. But yeah, we need more movies like that. The, the cinematic uh, genres nowadays are, I don't, I, don't even, I don't know what's happening with our world. <laughs> yeah. When we start looking from the really large or, to be watching and and yes you know music and movies are very powerful they influence every cell in our body um, exactly I can't wait to watch it honestly that's that'll be on on my list of things to to acquire once it Yay. comes out 
Yeah, it's going to be really, really exciting. So we thank Keith for that. And next week, Keith is going to be on, here on Soul Solution Sunday. So we'll be talking nice. some more about some of the inside effects, I'm sure. Oh, wonderful. <laughs> wonderful. Beautiful. So, so Chani, tell us about um, how does acupuncture work? Because acupuncture is all about the flow of energy through the yeah, body. So- Acupuncture is working with your 12 meridians of the body. Um, And so it's basically working to unblock uh, stuck energies and to bring the body back into balance uh, through the manipulation of acupuncture points along the different meridian channels. And then uh, you also get into like um, the theory of Chinese medicine too, where you're really looking at the whole body and you're taking Uh, assessments of the people and doing tongue diagnosis and pulse diagnosis to find underlying and root causes of disease and disharmony as well. Um, But the core of it is really subtle energy medicine. It's really manipulating that energy to flow more effectively through the body. And when that energy is disrupted, it comes about in either hot or cold patterns, interior or exterior patterns, et cetera. And you're able to kind of um, categorize um, the different ailments that people have and then find the acupuncture points that will open up the channel ways and allow that energy to move freely through the body. Uh, It's amazing. (laughs) So do you think there's a blueprint for the meridians and how they function optimally? Um. A blueprint. Um, I mean, so I don't know that necessarily anyone has a perfect physiology or like, a you know, that's, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, if you, I mean, the essence of acupuncture is really if you're doing this consistently every day and also doing the self-care, that's a huge part of acupuncture. Um, Qigong is uh, supposed to be, you know, every single day you're supposed to do 20 minutes to an hour of of Qigong to keep your, your mind and body and spirit healthy. And honestly, that I feel like is probably even more powerful than the weekly treatments, because again, it's that, that accountability and, and moving your body and keeping the flow of energy moving, you know, we all become like stuck and stagnant in our, our chairs and, and we don't get enough physical activity. So when you're moving your body and allowing that energy to flow through the channels every single day, that's really building your chi and, and really helping to harness health. So as for a blueprint, I mean, again, I don't think there's like a perfect human, but yeah, some of the monks. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, isn't there a blueprint as far as like this meridian starts here and then it goes over to oh, yeah. here. And so yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, there's like literally oh, yeah. a blueprint of literally like this, a blueprint. this is um, where it goes. Yeah, so here, I'll show you. Yeah, oh, yeah. Cool. I don't understand the question. <laughs> yeah, so like oh. if there's a blueprint and... Ah, yeah. Cool. Oh, yeah, you can really see... Ah, there we go. Do channel your governing vessel starts at the top of the head, it goes all the way um, 
to the base of the um the coccyx and yeah there's yeah so i mean in that aspect for actually finding like the blueprints that's what i'm learning right now um we're learning all the different meridians and then all the points along the meridians awesome so so do you think that if somebody's blueprint you know if somebody's meridians were all completely open balanced and flowing perfectly that they would be in in really good health absolutely yep Mm -hmm. and so then if if what do you think it is that then shuts down some of those nodal points what what makes us deviate from blue that blueprint (laughs) um i mean i feel like a lot of it is so there's a couple different theories a lot of it is emotional and then some of it is definitely physical too but a ton of it is you know emotions um every element has a corresponding emotion that goes with it um, so when those emotions arise, like say, for instance, you have a lot of anger, that's like a pretty good sign that you have uh, liver fire. So it's like, yeah, you can really tell like what meridians are being affected by what emotions people are presenting. And then, you know, you have to take it a lot further than that. It's a very, very broad example, but I mean, yeah, it's, I mean, for me, like I, as soon as they said spleen was corresponding with worry, I was like, oh my God, of course I have a spleen deficiency. <laughs> like I get it. <laughs> like, And then once I was able to get treatment for my spleen deficiency, a bunch of my worry went away, you know? So it's like, they're, they're interdependent. They're, they're all related, but yeah, everything that we go through on a daily basis, emotionally affects us physically. And then um, certain points become blocked or or whole meridians at some points um can be blocked Mm -hmm. yeah I love that you know that we start to recognize wait a second my emotions are directly affecting the flow of energy through my body Mm -hmm. and when I feel you know I'm feeling worried I'm feeling stressed I'm feeling afraid those are all things that shut us down so those meridian spin points start to close down and the, the energy stops flowing and where they close down affects that part of the body. So if anger is affecting the liver, it means that the energy is stopped flowing in the liver. So there's a blockage there. So then the liver responds to that blockage and goes hey you know let me create some extra cells here or let me do something to help you know see if i can get the energy flowing again so then we can look at it from well you know we can do a whole bunch of you know medicinal or medical interventions you know to try to do something to fix the liver or we can actually look at clearing out the anger Or we can also look at opening those meridians back up because when we clear out the anger, well, then the clearing out that emotion automatically opens that back up. Mm -hmm. Or if we're not able to clear out the anger, if we open that back up with the acupuncture, the anger clears out. So, you know, when we start to understand how it's all interconnected, we can operate from many other angles than just 
going to the doctor to find out what's wrong with me an answer to the question we never want to know anyway right (laughs) (laughs) it's so true So detrimental to find out that answer too. I don't know if you've ever heard the studies on that, but it's like way healthier to just like not really know. <laughs> like, exactly. Your body and brain actually have like a definitive diagnosis. Our brains fixate on it and like we actually make it a lot worse for ourselves. So exactly. not to say that we shouldn't have any diagnoses, but like once we do, like so many people like attach it to even their personality, their persona, like it's a, it's a very slippery slope that you really have to like separate yourself from your disease or from your illness and not become it because you're not your disease. You're still yourself. You just have this thing happening to you. Um, but yeah, that fixation exactly. can be just as harmful as the actual disease. Exactly. You know, when we start to understand that I've been having this emotional upheaval in my life, which is affecting this part of my body, which is very real. It's like, wait a sec, you know, then we start to realize, well, wait a second. Right. Like my body's actually then not being attacked by some disease. My body is responding to my emotional trauma. Let me clear the emotional trauma, which is actually very painful for a lot of people. And I recognize that it's, it's something that a lot of people have a very hard time hearing. They don't, you know, it takes them some time to accept that. But I also feel like that's part of the healing process is to kind of go through that, that like grief of, um, you know, almost letting that identity go after they have found out about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and to and to start to realize the emotion is simply energy in motion. We don't have to make it personal. We mm-hmm. don't always have to own these emotions or own these scenarios that show up in our life. Be the witness. You know, it's like, yeah. oh, I've been having a lot of anger in my life. My mm-hmm. liver is being affected by this anger. Mm -hmm. It's like we can beat ourselves up over it all we want, but that's not going to help. And if we just simply say anger is an energy, let me clear it away from my energy field. Let me let me move that out. Let me transmute it, alchemize it. Mm -hmm. Problem kind of solves itself then. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. We are far more powerful than we've ever been allowed to know. So true. Oh my gosh. So we're rediscovering this and we're spreading the knowledge. Exactly. So Chani, you are nature's apothecary. You're the one that dispenses the the different herbs and tinctures. And so what are the ways that you can help people? Um, I have a whole line of herbal remedies and um, also CBD products right on my website. Um, I actually just came up with some new formulas that people were requesting after the holidays. Um, they're more based around like harm reduction support. There's a liver support, liver care. Um, what did I call them? Kidney care, liver love and bladder buddy. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and then I, so yeah, everything is right on my website and I have some nice info about them on my social media pages. 
Um, I'm also just always available for consultations and to help guide people in the right direction. So I'm always open to giving people recommendations for herbal remedies and alternative um, practices that they can be doing to help manage their health. Um, but yeah, if you just go right to rootalchemy.com, I have the whole store on there. And there's also some beautiful explanations of what I do and who I am and how I might be able to help you on your path. Um, but yeah, I have, there's tinctures, there's um, salves, and then there's also, you can also do like distance Reiki sessions, herbal consultations. Uh, the list kind of goes on. I, I have, I wear many hats. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, and not to um, interrupt you, but um, there's also a sale going on for um, this month and into the springtime. Um, and it's grateful 2023 is the code to get 20% off of everything, but there's also just like discounts across the board that are already on there for a CBD. CBD is becoming really, really popular still. Again, I don't know. It's, um, it's, it's really one of those magical herbs though, that kind of just like helps everyone with something. Um, but then I also have the whole line without the CBD for people that are looking for just the herbs. So yeah, check out the website and reach out to me if you have any questions. Beautiful. For anybody who's watching on Facebook, I've put the link in the chat. So just check that out. And if you are watching on YouTube, the links are in the show notes along with the 20% um, the off code. If you are listening on Connecting You to You Radio, check the show notes and you will see the link to Chani's site to rootalchemy.com. And I can personally vouch for, for Chani and her incredible wisdom and the quality of her products is unsurpassed. Thank she you. That that is something great, I definitely great. take a lot of pride in. Everything comes from small local farms. I'm supporting second generation permaculture farms in Maine from women that I know and love. Everything comes from a place of of um, love and and care and respect for the planet. So that thank you for saying that because that is a huge part of what I feel like sets my products apart from other herbal companies. Absolutely. Everything that I've, I've tried of yours has been absolutely top notch. Thank you. Yeah, for sure. Chani, I'm so happy to catch up with you again and have you on. This has been so much fun and so enlightening. Same. Thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. I hope you'll come back again and share yeah, some more yeah. knowledge with us. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Lisa. You are so welcome. So for everybody watching, please go to rootalchemy.com and check out everything that Chani's got there. She has, um, she has put her heart and soul into this. And this is the basis of her life. Is this, is her, this is her soul's journey. This is what she is here to contribute on this planet in order to help make heaven on earth a reality. Um, so everyone thank you so much for joining us today we really appreciate it if you're watching on youtube please remember to subscribe to my channel if you're looking for um anything from me if you need assistance simply go to connecting you to you.com so until next week everyone thank you so much 
and create for yourselves a great week. Bye for now. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to this episode of Connecting You to You Radio. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and share it with your friends. Are you ready to discover more about how simple healing your body can actually be when you do it from the higher wisdom of your soul? To learn more about what I do and how you can work with me, visit ConnectingYouToYou.com and get on my mailing list to be the first to know about my latest offerings. If you'd like to interact with me on Facebook, please join my group, Soul Sourced Healing. Check the show notes below for these links and more. I hope to see you again next time on Connecting You to You Radio.